0: Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio
1: ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong
0: here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Missy, and I'm with Libby today. And Libby, we have had quite a week. I think so. I I said earlier, off the air, I feel like we've just kind of stampeded through. (laughs) Like Once we started, there was no stopping. But Missy, to me, that humbles me greatly because that is the power of God at work. And the fact that He can use, and does use, any one of us to proclaim His truth is pretty amazing. Yes, it is. That He would entrust that to us. That is so amazing and it's a huge responsibility, one that we don't take lightly. And I love earlier in the week where you talked about personal application, that listeners, this is really crucial. We never ever want to compromise the truth and, and what it means and how to interpret it. But we also recognize that what I share from a particular passage may be what is for Libby mm-hmm. in that time. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't need to say, hey, that's for everybody. No, that's what God is impressing upon me in that moment. And I love that. And he can do something completely different for you, Missy.
1: Well, and the hope is in that our conversation will lead our listeners to think personally about their own lives and will lead them on to think of other verses or other scripture, or, or as we read scripture, some, if something touches their heart, Mm -hmm. they'll go in the direction that God is leading them. So uh, absolutely. And I, I, we've said it over and over again, how, how much sitting around this table, opening the word of God and talking about the word of God, reading the word of God, uh, has helped each one of us grow oh yeah and every time we come on the air we open his word i know and i know i've seen and heard other people respond in the same way that i grow from it Mm -hmm. that god does speak to me through his word and oftentimes he speaks to me through things you say like oh i need to think about or i need to dig a little bit deeper in that area of my life or sometimes i've literally sat back and been kind of dumbfounded with like wow, I don't even know where to go from there because God, you are speaking straight to my heart with those words. So exactly. um, And we pray the same for our listeners because it's an amazing thing when you recognize how much God really wants to lead and guide you. And Mm -hmm. he will, his spirit Mm -hmm. will.
0: You open up scripture and you will be surprised. Oh yeah, and you know, as you were talking, (laughs) <laughs> the, the phrase came to my mind, and we're all familiar with it, what's in it for me? Mm. You know, that very entitlement-like uh, <laughs> attitude, but I'm like, okay, let's put a new spin on that. Let's go into the Word of God. Each one of us, listeners, I'm including you in this, open the Word of God, go before the Lord and say, what's in it for me? Mm. What's my personal application? Lord, what do you want me to know from this? So that's my little nugget of wisdom for the day. Let's put a new spin on what's in it for me and make it very positive that we all have a need and a desire to hear from the Lord and that He does have something in it for each one of us for our good and for His glory. Mm. Wow. Absolutely, absolutely
1: true. And I love that. What's in it for me? Lord, what are you trying to teach me? What do you want to say to me today? What do you, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, help me understand, enlighten this for me, illuminate it. Um, And you will, you will find that he will
0: answer that prayer. That is, that's his will. So it's an automatic, yes, let me show you. Yeah. And, and a lot of that just comes from that journey then of staying in communion with him. You know you may not see it right away but boy if you pay attention you'll you'll see it uh you know what missy i had mentioned this to you earlier and i thought you know maybe today on this friday we'll talk a little bit about this book that i'm reading and it really goes beautifully with what we've already been talking about in the week but there is one passage over a couple of pages that just has stuck with me and the book is called the insanity of god a true story of faith resurrected and it's written by nick ripkin with greg lewis but i will say this every name in this book has been changed because the lives of every person in here could be put into great danger they're already in great danger but the danger could be multiplied so every name in here is not the real name so it's a book about missions And his and his family's personal experience, not only with their own missional journey, but with the journeys of others. But it has been so eye-opening and I'd like to say life-changing for me, but I don't know that I can say that yet because I haven't allowed it to change my life in any way yet. But boy, is there a process going on. But I want to read this one part where he and his wife, Ruth, are sitting around with a group of college students in the safety of their home back in the States. And they have recently returned to the States from Somalia, uh, where Hmm. they were feeling like, uh, does God even care, is God even here, whatever, whatever. This book, I think is a must read for anybody. So he's sitting around with this group of students. And he writes down these thoughts. We felt safe enough to be transparent with these college students. We warned them that if they did answer the call to serve God in some other part of the world, there would probably come a time or many times when family and friends and maybe even their home churches might question their sanity. Sometimes the questions would be difficult to answer. Why go around the world to share Jesus when there are so many lost people here? Why risk your life, waste your time, invest your energies, or expend so many personal and kingdom resources to try to change the minds and hearts of people who don't wanna change and don't even think they need to change? We encouraged the students to ask these troubling questions now in this safe place before making their decision about God's call. Those of us, and Missy, this is the part that really got me. Those of us who have grown comfortable with the teachings of Christ have allowed his teachings to lose their edge. So much of what Jesus taught makes no sense from a human perspective. Love your enemies. If you want to be great, first learn to be a servant. If someone smacks you across the face, turn your head and let them slap you on the other side. If someone steals your coat, offer him your shirt as well. If you want to live, you need first to die to yourself. The complete list of Jesus' crazy-sounding teachings is a lot longer than that. To me, the most startling thing Jesus ever said was when he assigned his followers the task of going out in pairs to share his good news with lost people. He said that he was sending them, quote, as sheep among wolves. Still, he expected them to prevail. In the history of the world, no sheep has ever won a fight with a wolf. The very idea is insane. We talked a lot about that with our students. We said that Jesus still calls his followers today to go out and live as sheep among wolves. We said that we had consciously chosen to do that when we went to Somalia, and we talked about how what we had done there felt completely insane we also admitted that at this point it looked like the wolves had won Mm, wow they've come back from somalia feeling very broken Mm -hmm. although when you read the first part of the book that leads up to this the work that they did absolutely amazing and part of me can can say that because I'm sitting in the comfort of my home mm-hmm. reading this book thinking, well, he's alive, he's written the book, and I know good things have come from it, but he writes this book from the gut of being right in the moment. Well, and I, I understand
1: some of that from a ministry aspect, not y-
0: yeah. putting life in
1: danger, but when you're called to ministry, which we all are, but when you give your life to full-time service, there is this deep gut desire to make a difference to be used. Yeah. For God, you know, and you give your whole life to that and hmm make me cry, but there are times when you look and you think but it's not happened. It's not happened the right. way I dreamed it would or mm, you know, mm-hmm. has God really used us? And in our case, there was some failure and so we were out of ministry for a while to go back in. So even to look at that thinking Well, then anything he's done, he it's been like negated, negated. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, or uh, or you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed and you've longed for people to change their lives and they don't. Mm -hmm. That's that's a personal wound because the longing for them to be everything that God called them to be. Now, it can become crazy and mixed up with other things because none of us are uh, as humans are perfect, but but I, I, I've seen a glimpse of that. I, I I hear and understand that heartbeat that what you know, what, what good has come from
0: this. Right. And the wolves have won. And the wolves have won. Yeah. And and I think no matter where we are, we can we all can feel Absolutely. That way. And Absolutely. And that is exactly what the enemy wants. He exactly. wants us to lay down our spiritual arms and admit defeat. And the wolves have not One. Let's be very clear. Even if
1: you feel that way, even if circumstances are, well, look at the circumstances, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ has already won. That's right. That's right. And God is at work in ways we cannot know, see, or even begin to dream of. And when we yield ourselves to him, he uses us in spite of ourselves, Mm -hmm. in spite of what we think we can bring to him
0: and offer to him. But, yes, all of us, I think, go through that. Mm, Absolutely. Well, I'm going to just share a little bit more of this. We never felt free to say those kinds of things when we spoke at churches about our work. But that wonderful group of college students gave us the opportunity to be open and honest about our deepest personal struggles. Ruth and I also shared with them our struggle about our next steps. We wondered if we might be willing to return to Somalia if that became possible. We wondered out loud if we would be willing to go again as sheep among wolves. If that were to happen, however, we didn't want to be stupid sheep among wolves. (laughs) And we certainly didn't want our ignorance, our lack of preparation, or our foolish and unintentional mistakes to endanger other sheep. Mm. We asked our family of college students to pray that the Lord would show us where we should go, who we should talk to, and what we needed to learn in order to be better prepared sheep the next time. During that time, Ruth and I began to seriously explore our future options. We wondered how God would prepare us to be better prepared sheep among wolves. Ruth and I felt like the disciple Peter when Jesus was ready to set his face toward the danger and death that he knew was waiting in Jerusalem. Many of his fearful followers turned back and deserted him. When Jesus asked the other disciples if they too might leave him, Peter replied, where else would we go? Ruth and I were captive to the conviction that if Jesus is not the answer to the human condition, there is no answer. I'm going to stop there, Missy, and I'm going to have you read that verse. Let's go. Let's dig into that a little bit.
1: Okay. That's John 6, starting with verse 60. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, do you take offense at this? Many of His disciples turned back and no longer walked with Him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered Him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have
0: believed and come to know that You are the Holy One of God. I just think that is amazing, that actually Jesus was presenting them with a choice mm. you know are, are you going to leave me too and i think in that moment peter recognized who jesus was he already knew but he really really knew that he knew that he knew and no matter what the circumstances how dire they were because they had just come off of hearing some really hard things peter knew hey this is the only choice that makes sense well,
1: isn't that a line drawn in the sand and a commitment yes. Mm -hmm. This is, this is what I'm choosing right here, right now, because I know that I know it's that certainty of belief. And I think we all have to come to it at some degree. We do. At
0: some point in time. Yeah. Are we going to follow him or are we not? Yeah. It's kind of like a, a crisis of faith. I think we all need to get to some type of a crisis of faith or let's call it a crossroads where. You have to make those decisions mm-hmm. based on what you know and not what someone has told mm-hmm. or not someone else's faith. Um, I think of Psalm 73, 25, Whom have I in heaven but you? There is none upon earth that I, I desire beside you, Lord. Mm. And we all need to be able to come to that point, And that's a beautiful part of the journey. But interestingly enough, my mind is also taken to further in John, to chapter 16, uh, when I think this is much closer to the time of his, his death. And this is so interesting, Missy. Uh, in in verse 29 of chapter 16 after Jesus has just gotten done telling his disciples all these things that they say uh we don't understand Mm. why are you speaking so vaguely or whatever when he's really not but in verse 29 it says his disciples said look now you are speaking plainly and not in obscure figures of speech now we know that you know everything and do not need any Anyone to ask you anything because of this we believe that you have come from God now you know what I thought of Missy they have been walking with <laughs> Jesus for three years and now they're saying oh now we get it but I'm not gonna be hard on those disciples. well
1: and Jesus himself is next words do you now believe I mean <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah but you know what here's the truth and you've said it yourself, I could be those disciples oh, who it I took yes. so long yes. to see the truth. But think about the patience of Jesus. Oh my goodness. And again, nothing about them surprised him. He knew who was, who was going to betray him. He knew who was going to deny him. He knew who was going to doubt he knew every part of their personalities Mm -hmm. and he still had a purpose for each one and he loved them and he chose to walk alongside them Mm -hmm. he called them to himself and i think about that i said it earlier in the week before any of us was born before the beginning of god there is no such thing as before the beginning of god but from the beginning of whatever you would define as his time he knew you missy yeah he knew me
1: well and i love i love the rest of this chapter as well in verse 31 jesus answered them do you now believe Verse 32, Behold, the hour is coming, indeed has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. It's okay. it's okay. Yes, you are out there among the sheep. In fact, you're gonna scatter, or you're out the you are sheep out there among the the wolves, and you might even be scattered like the disciples
0: were. But it's okay. That's right. And you're going to suffer. You're going to have things that are not comfortable.
1: But it's still okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. You know what else I think of when I read this? Oh. The patience of Jesus and the honesty of him with them, the love. And I think, am I that patient with people? When I think, how long is it going to be before you get it, before you recognize Jesus, before you make better choices, Mm. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, exercise the patience of Jesus and the love of Jesus. You don't give up. You don't give up. Now let me clarify, you may have to step away from some things, from some relationships or or whatever, or you may have to say hard things. Likely you'll need to say hard things, but you speak the truth in love and you let people know you're there, you're there, you're in this together. If I can take away the patience of Jesus from this, and learn how to apply it to Mm. myself when dealing with other people because missy i want people to be patient with me yeah i don't want them to put me in a box of misbehavior that they've seen in me and lock it up yeah you don't want
1: to be known as the worst thing you ever did you know oh very good you know you, you you want to be known for the the completeness of who you are and what god is doing in you and who really i think most of us want to be who we long to be seen as who we long to be Mm -hmm. or who god created us to be who we the possibility of what we can be very good um we all long for that we all long for other people to see the best in us and concentrate on that and and forgive the the worst Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but we need to do the same for others yeah absolutely we do you know, Libby, as you've shared from this book, and we've looked at um, just even this passage uh, in John, where Jesus is telling us that, yeah, you're gonna have trouble. You'll have tribulation, mm, your mm-hmm. challenges. It's hard. You will suffer. Basically, is what he's telling us. Mm, yeah. None of us wanting, or even the lists that the partial list that um, that Nick gave in his book, the insanity of God. I mean, we don't like to look at those things you know, we skim over the verses that say, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Oh, am I enduring hardship? Um, not really. Not really. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's
1: all about our comfort. It's all about convenience. It's all about we're in a hard situation. So God, make it right. Make it easier for me. Get me out of this situation. And there's There's really nothing wrong with praying that way, but I think we miss the bigger picture when we do that. Mm, Really, our prayer should be, God, in this tribulation, you have overcome the world. Give me your peace, show me what you would have me to do and do the transforming work that needs to be done in me, that I might honor and glorify you and there will be purpose. And when I come on the other side of it, I can say, To Mm. God be the glory, look what you have done. Oh my, yes. So, so good. It's just not Mm -hmm. that easy to remember to do in the midst, in the midst. But the thing is, we each one of us need to be prepared. Uh, You know, you read it in uh, this gentleman's book about being a prepared sheep to go out among the wolves. I think we're missing that today. Mm -hmm. I think as Christians, we need to recognize we need to get prepared now for what's going to come and i'm not it's not a doomsayer kind of a thing you know i don't know what the future holds i do know that life is hard and there's difficulties in it and if you prepare yourself with the word of god and yielding yourself to him and allowing him to do the transforming work when you come to that hard place in your life you will be prepared to face it and, and he will yeah. be glorified through it if
0: you've done the preparation work. That's right. That's right. And I think our whatever suffering or hardship or trial we have doesn't even feel so hard yes. because we've girded ourselves well, with and that you preparation. See yeah. You see beyond. You see beyond the moment. You see beyond. You know what I'm led to? Isaiah 55. I think I say this every time I come here, starting in verse 8. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts." God knows what He's doing. He's always been on the throne, always will be on the throne. And we are His precious players that He has purposed in order to fulfill everything good that he wants fulfilled. And you know what? We don't know how he's going to do it. And we don't need to know. Mm. And that's where the trust comes in. And Jesus says it in his word more than once. We will suffer. We will be persecuted. We will have Mm. trials. We will have tribulation. But know that he has overcome it all. And that's who we follow, and that's the power, the Holy Spirit power that lives in us. He's equipped us, he's equipped us. All we have to do is say yes. And then as our pastor likes to say, what's the question? I've already said yes, what's the question? Wow, we're at the end of our time, the end of our week. What a great week. Thank you, Missy. Thank you listeners for joining us. You have found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends.